This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greetings, welcome dear friends to Greg Kelly Reports with me, your guest host, Sebastian Gorka. Where were you when you heard of the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the private residence of a man who less than 24 months ago was the president of the United States? What effect did it have on you? What was your reaction? I took a day off from my daily radio show to go to a family wedding last week and well, I had a bad reaction because I've worked with the FBI and for me as a child of those who have escaped a regime that was dictatorial, I saw shades of the Gestapo tactics, of secret police tactics. And I, I actually designed a mug for my radio show and I thought maybe it's, it's too much. It says Biden's FBI that's today's Gestapo. But my merchandise man made the mug. You know what happened? I found it is the hottest selling item on my website. So I wasn't alone. How do I know that empirically? Look at this poll. This poll of American registered voters freshly announces 53% of us actually associate the thug tactics of the FBI with the Gestapo. How on earth did we get here? How did we get to a place where an agency with the reputation, the name, the seductive background, the FBI, the G-Man, the TV shows, X-Files, you name it. How did we get here? Let me tell you how we got here. We started with something called Crossfire Hurricane. The first time in American history, a tri-agency covert operation with the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA targeting a political campaign. Yes, a political, not terrorists, not drug cartels, not the mafia, the campaign of my former boss, President Trump. And it started with Carter Page. Carter Page, a man who graduated the Naval Academy, who had helped the FBI in the past catch Russian spies. He's the one they tried to target. They used the FBI's lawyer, changed a CIA document, forged the content of the document to say, no, 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 no. This guy's not a good guy who helped us. He's working for the Russians. But that wasn't enough. When Mike Flynn became the national security advisor for President Trump. What happened? James Comey, the director of the FBI, sicked agents onto him to frame him and would then laugh about it, 
a man who'd served this nation honorably for more than 30 years in uniform and risen to the rank of Director of Defense Intelligence. But it wasn't just these two individuals. Then came Paul Manafort, the individual who had run the campaign for the Trump team. An individual accused of Russian collusion. What happened to him? Why did he finally have to go to prison before he was pardoned by President Trump? Oh, because he misstated a financial amount on a mortgage application. Mm, not quite Russian collusion. The list goes on. My former boss in the White House, Steve Bannon, chief strategist to the president. What was his crime? His crime was not recognizing Nancy Pelosi's illegal January 6th committee. That's why he had to be found guilty of contempt of Congress. And then there's Peter Navarro, perhaps one of the most egregious of all, accused likewise of a misdemeanor because refused to recognize the Pelosi witch trial. And he gets arrested at Reagan Airport by the FBI and not just put in handcuffs for a misdemeanor, in leg shackles and taken to sol solitary. This is Gestapo tactics. Oh, and if you think it's just people that you see on TV screens and not perhaps somebody who's a little bit closer to you right now, I received this delightful Christmas present just a few days before Christmas with inside a subpoena for my phone records from the January 6th committee. Not just my phone records, but my wife's phone records and my children's phone records. Why? I don't know. I had nothing to do with January 6th. My only connection was sitting in the front row, listening to my old boss talk about peacefully marching to Congress, patriotically marching to Congress. But I guess that's reason enough for the Gestapo to get busy with their subpoenas and their warrants. And then what about that raid on Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> what was the excuse? Well, it's hard to keep track of it. The, the gyrations, the 180 flips. First it was, oh, we've got to get those secret documents back to the National Archives. Then, a day later, no, 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 it's nuclear secrets. He's stolen the nuclear football. He's got the launch codes. He's giving them to little Kim. And when everybody made fun of that, what happened? Oh, they said, no, 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 not the launch codes. It's to do with the Espionage Act. Well, which is it? Well, we don't know. Why don't we know? Because Garland won't tell us. That embarrassing Stalinist press conference from last week, four minutes long. Oh, and he didn't tell us what was in the warrant that justified raiding a president's private residence. And then he didn't take any questions and he stormed off. That's what happens in a banana republic. But why did they do it? Well, somebody who has served as a DOJ prosecutor, who served as the chief investigator for Devin Nunes' intelligence committee, rose to chief of staff of the Pentagon, uh, and also Dep deputy director of national intelligence, Cash Patel, came on my radio show, America First. And Cash Patel, who knows the swamp, well, he intimated that 
the raid may have something to do with the documents President Trump declassified, as is his right, with regards to Russian collusion and crossfire hurricane. President Trump wants it out all in the open. What's the latest? Let's talk to somebody who represents him. Lindsay Halligan, attorney to my former boss, President Trump. Welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. Thank you for having me. So the policy from Mar-a-Lago, from the Trump Organization, from the 45th president is complete transparency. Release the affidavit, release the warrant. Tell us why you were searching. Is that correct? Right. Yep. And their lack of transparency is very telling. Um, we want to review the affidavit for ourselves. They are very selective in terms of what they want out there. And we we definitely want to know what they're claiming they have as evidence. Um, so their withholding of information is essentially controlling the flow of information. And that is the first step to tyranny. It truly is. How did it go down? Can you give us uh, an insider's view of what happened at Mar-a-Lago? I've been there numerous times. It's beautiful, one of the most beautiful residences in the United States. Uh, I understand it was quite tense when the FBI uh, thugs arrived armed. They refused to leave the warrant. They demanded the, for some reason, they demanded the security cameras be switched off. Uh, are these reports true that it was um, rather an unpleasant experience for you and your colleagues and the staff at Mar-a-Lago? Well, I arrived after uh, they already started searching. So I think they started searching around 10 a.m. And I didn't arrive until about 11, 1130. Um, so I wasn't there for any sort of scuffle that happened before. I can't talk. I can't speak to that. But when I arrived, I asked if I could go inside the property and they told me no. And I asked why not. And they said, you can come in when we're done. And I asked if I could stand in an area of the building um, that they're not searching. And they said no. Uh, so they had unfettered access to the property and did God knows what and looked at God knows what. So they could have done whatever they wanted. Did they give you any reason, any justification why the security cameras would have to be switched off, Lindsay? No, they didn't ask that to me specifically. Um, but I, I am assuming that um, their argument would uh, have something to do with protecting um, protecting the identity of the agents. I'm not sure. Yeah, which is a bit strange because uh, there are certain countries in the world where federal police wear balaclavas and hide their badges. Uh, those are authoritarian regimes. You have a right to know who is stopping you. You have the right to have their name and their badge number. The idea that they can hide and switch off the cameras. Will you share with us? Uh, I haven't spoken uh, to the president since I was at Mar-a-Lago for the uh, the premiere of 2000 Mules. Uh, how is his spirits uh, in the last week? How is he doing? Um, he's just shocked by all of this. Um, he doesn't understand it. And, uh, you know, I can't I can't speak about anything in particular in terms that that would violate uh, attorney client privilege. But he is concerned um, that if this happened to him, a former president of the United States, and a potential candidate uh, for the next presidency, uh, what what's going to happen to, you know, you or me? 
Yeah, that, that's, that's the key point. Please give him our best and, and the former first lady. The key point here is he's not just a former president. He is, I know he's going to announce imminently, he is the next candidate who will likely be the nominee for the opposition, for the Republican Party. So if this were happening in a Latin American country, if, if federal forces were being unleashed by the current administration to intimidate and search the home of the man who would be running against the current incumbent, we would call that a dictatorial regime. And you're right, Lindsay, that is the first step to tyranny. It's not about him. It's about all of us. It's about the 74 million Americans who voted for the 45th president of the United States and, God willing, the 47th. Next, a viral video is circulating on the Internet for the last 48 hours, which gives a shocking glimpse into what the left really thinks and why they think you are the problem. Stay here on Greg Re Kelly Reports for the video that is running wild. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Do you enjoy podcasts? Look, I love radio. I do three hours of national radio every single day. As a kid, I grew up listening to talk radio. But the age of podcast is upon us, and I absolutely love it. Whether I'm walking the dog on a long road trip, podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. My favorite here in the UK is Andrew Claven. He is a master. Yes, his podcast, The Andrew Claven Show, makes me laugh, but it's also serious and a super smart guy. When it comes to international podcasts, it's the two gentlemen at the bottom of the screen there. I consider them friends now. They have something called trigonometry. Two gentlemen of the left, stand-up comedians who have had enough with wokery, with political correctness and censorship, and their podcast, Trigonometry, I don't miss an episode. Recently, they were in the UK together because Constantin Kissin has a new book, a, an immigrant's love letter to the West. And with his co-host, Francis Foster, well, I showed them America. I took them to the world's biggest gun show in Chantilly, Virginia. And then afterwards, we went shooting. And I think I changed their minds on many things here, not just conservative politics. Now, these gentlemen in the last 48 hours have become celebrities across the globe because of an interview they conducted while they were in America with a doyen of the left, a darling of the intellectual set, this man, Sam Harris, a, an alleged philosopher, an individual who is famous for attacking religion, for being part of the four dark horsemen of the secular apocalypse, along with Richard Dawkins. And he, <laughs> he opened the kimono of the left. He let us peek behind the curtain of these authoritarians. And here's a little clip that's gone viral, but we're going to go much, much deeper. This is what the left really thinks about the 2020 election. Listen, I don't care what's in Hunter Biden's life. I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had... had the corpses of children in his basement. 
I would not have cared. Not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account. Like that, that's a, just a conspiracy, that's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was. Absolutely. Right. But I think it was warranted. <laughs> so um, banning news of Hunter Biden's laptop, canceling any post from the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in America that mentioned it, getting rid of Trump's Twitter account with 90 million followers. That is a left wing conspiracy that is warranted, warranted. Why is it warranted? Because uh, President Trump, he's just a crazy like Alex Jones. Just listen. Yeah, I, Alex yeah. Jones is, a, for me, yeah. a different case, but, yeah, but I hear I, what but you're I saying. Think Trump, I mean, Trump is just... I hear what you say. He got, in your he mind, got, they're, they're similar. He I got the you. reputation washing of having successfully become president. You know, he's Alex Jones. Donald Trump is Alex Jones, but with the, quote, reputation washing of having become president. Hey, Sam, what's another phrase for reputation washing? You mean winning an election, getting the mandate from the people to the tune of 64 million? Oh, what have you run for? What gives you the authority to decide what we're allowed to know? Have you ever run for office, you buffoon, you risible individual? No, 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 no. He was washed, washed in terms of his reputation. You mean elected president. But why? Are you TDS patient number one? Why is your Trump derangement syndrome so serious? Here's the clip nobody's showing. This is, this is the real gold. Here's the answer as to why Trump had to be stopped. And, you know, Hillary Clinton, for all of her flaws, was not worse than Trump. Joe Biden, for Joe Biden, we could have known Joe Biden was going to just be comatose in office. Not worse than Trump, right? Um, Kamala Harris, not worth like, like it's all. And, and, and again, it's not just a, a marginal call. It's just these are people who are normal politicians who are so much more constrained by predictable machinery. Right. There's, there's like there's there's such less of an opportunity there to destroy institutions that we have to rely on. Right. If, with, with any of those people in charge, including a random person in charge. Yeah, it's it's Hillary and Biden who are the normal people and President Trump is destroying the institutions. You mean the institutions like the FBI that are raiding a former president's house so we don't have a peaceful transition of power? Oh, the normal people who are clean, like, you know, Bill Clinton gets $500,000 for a speech in Moscow when she's secretary of state. That kind of normal. The thing is, you want to defend the institutions that maintain power and keep you in the elite, Sam Harris. You're a disgrace. You're not even smart because you don't know the internal falsehood the fallacious nature of your argument. We've got to use anti-democratic tools to protect democracy. You're just a fascist, Sam Harris. And it's good to see the peek behind the curtain of who you and the left really are. And that's why President Trump, yeah, he's probably got more than 100 million people at his back right now, thanks to people like you. But what do we do about 
state organs of political oppression like the FBI. Let's stay with that topic here on America, on the Greg Kelly reports with a man who spent many years in counterintelligence and knows of what he speaks. The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. That was Mike Pence in New Hampshire a few days ago. What's he doing in New Hampshire? Mike, please, come on. After January 6th, your political reputation is toast. You really think you're going to be president? And what's this defending the FBI at all costs? Does that mean FBI agents can do no wrong? Let's ask a man who shocked me on my radio show over a year ago when he said something about the future of the FBI. He has served with honor in the U.S. Army as a counterintelligence officer. He now runs research and investigations for the amazing Judicial Watch. Chris Farrell, welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. Great to be with you, Sam. So when we were talking about all the, the already occurring corruption, Crossfire Hurricane, Mike Flynn and everything else, over a year ago on, on America First, on my daily show, I said to you, I asked you, can we salvage the FBI? Can we get it back to where it should be? You said, no, send in the U.S. Marshals, deconstruct it brick by brick. I presume in the last 10 days, your opinion has not changed, Chris. No, I've held the same opinion for the last seven years, uh, based on our own investigations at Judicial Watch. The FBI is utterly corrupt. I'm not saying that every FBI agent is. What I'm trying to make the point of is that the headquarters element, certainly the Washington field office, and a lot of the rest of the leadership has been politically compromised. They have their own agenda. They do whatever they damn well please. They abuse the rights not only of somebody like President Trump, but they also abuse the rights of a lot of ordinary American citizens. The FBI is in a position now where they sort of believe their own press releases. And uh, there's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of cutting corners and abusing rights. And they are not what they pretend to be. And it's time for so, a, a type of reform that sees them go away. So I, I understand the argument on the leadership. We hear this all the time from, from a certain uh, show host on another channel. My problem is with the foot soldiers of the FBI. As somebody who's trained thousands of them in my career prior to joining the White House, um, I would think you, Chris Farrell, and I would hope I, Sebastian Gorka, if we were the agents in Florida... Given that warrant to raid a president's private home, I would have said to the supervisory special agent, the ASAC or whatever, uh, no, uh, here's my badge, here's my gun, I'm not a member of the Gestapo. So isn't it a bigger cultural problem than just the seventh floor of the Hoover building? You are exactly correct. There's a lack of moral courage. There's not only a leadership failure, but there's also a lack of courage among the rank and file. There's a lot of careerism. There's a lot of opportunism. There's a lot of guys, a lot of gals who are just looking at hitting the 20 year mark and getting their retirement. I know because I've talked to FBI agents who have told me stuff and then they say, but, you know, 
uh, I'm right at 17 years and I got to get my retirement. Yeah. And that's right. that's the problem. Right. There are some things that are more important than your retirement and your honor and your soul is one of them. Chris, I want to commend you, the whole team, uh, Tom Fitton and everybody else at the Judicial Watch. Uh, please check out their web website. Please support this organization, judicialwatch.org. They were crucial in putting pressure on that, that, that Epstein-connected judge in Florida, that magistrate that signed off on the warrant. Uh, got a few seconds left. Chris, why, why does the DOJ not want to release the contents of this warrant. Because they want to keep leaking and they want to keep framing up President Trump as a criminal. This hearing was really much ado about nothing. The judge essentially adopted what the Department of Justice offered, which was, hey, we'll give you a redacted affidavit after a little bit of time. And in the meanwhile, uh, they're going to dribble out the story the way they want to tell it. And, uh, you know, the New York Times and the rest of them will be taking dictation and, you know, writing everything they possibly can to make Trump, President Trump look like a criminal when the underlying affidavit, which should be released in full without redaction, needs to be made public. Uh, there's nothing. All, yeah. the, the worst phony excuse is, oh, it might prejudice things or, oh, you know, methods and sources might be compromised or we haven't fully developed the investigation. This is the same sort of lies the FBI used to try to stop the release of the Nunez memo. And you remember that five FBI agents went to the White House and essentially threatened the president of the United States not to release the Nunez memo. Thank God he did nonetheless. The same situation here. So now we're going to have another week of slow motion leaks, storytelling, fairy tales and smear operations. Eventually, we'll get to the truth. Right, because the man who is the target of this political abuse of the law enforcement agency that was the FBI has said, I've got nothing to hide. A man who has been attacked for six years, never yes. convicted. Why? Because he's, he's the most vetted man in politics. Thank you, he Chris. In the meantime, unrestricted, unreviewable uh, declassification authority. Right. The, the statute is clear. The Supreme Court decision against the U.S. Navy versus Sullivan is clear. The president has unique authority to provide clearances, strip clearances and declassified documents. Chris Farrell knows what he speaks of. That's why he is there at Judicial Watch. God bless you, Chris. Keep doing what you do. Next, is it just the FBI? What happens when a former CIA director says, oh, yeah, President Trump, he's a spy. He should be executed. You won't believe it. That's next here on Newsmax. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Do you know who Michael Hayden is? Or should I say General Mike Hayden? Well, maybe you don't if you don't move in national security circles. He was a retired general in the Air Force, or is a retired general, who served as the CIA director for none other than President Barack Obama. However, he hasn't gone quietly into the sunset. 
Just a few days ago, when somebody tweeted out the Rosenbergs were executed for their espionage when it comes to nuclear weapons, General Hayden retweeted or quote tweeted that and said, yep, sounds about right to me. What is the state of politics in America today when a man who could come back to be CIA director again is talking about executing a former president? Let's ask a man who is a regular on my daily radio show, one of our favorites, Lord Conrad Black. Conrad, welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. Thanks very much, Sebastian. Uh, Lord Black, uh, as somebody who was a media mogul at the Hollinger Group, has followed British, has followed American and British and Canadian politics all your life, the author of a book about President Trump, uh, President Donald J. Trump, a president like no other, I have to ask you, have you ever seen the like of this before, where somebody of the stature of a former CIA director says, yeah, yeah, perhaps uh, the former president should be executed. No, it is absolutely shocking. And once again, it's completely unprecedented. I, I know from reading American history that it was a tremendous controversy when a prominent columnist of the Hearst Media, Hearst Press, said of President McKinley, if, if bad policies can got, be got rid of only with bullets, those means must be resorted to, whereupon President McKinley was assassinated. And that, that was a, a tremendous controversy. That was Ambrose Bierce, a famous and a talented writer. But it was an outrageous thing to write, but he was only a writer. He was just a journalist. For a former head of, of a, a major intelligence agency to say that, about a president of the U.S., an ex-president in this case, it's absolutely shocking. It's just shocking. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I well, put it, it in the same category as me. the invasion of the president's house at Palm Beach. There's no excuse for this. It, it reminds me of a certain king saying, will you rid me of that troublesome monk? And, of course, what happened after that? Yeah, so but he was the king. He was the king. Who is Hayden? Yeah, and exactly. It was Hayden. Well, Hay Hayden... But Hayden could come back if, if there were a Kamala Harris administration. There's nothing to say this person couldn't be a cabinet member again. He, he uh, might you know, have a problem being confirmed now, I think. Uh, I would hope he'd have a problem. Well, you would hope. You, yeah. you would hope. You would hope. Now, now you've written seminal presidential histories on, on Nixon and on FDR. How mm -hmm. does what you are witnessing right now from Canada compared to the to the Nixon years and, and after Nixon left office? Because we were told that unprecedented Watergate scandal here, scandal there. Are we treading into uncharted territory today, given the last 12 days of politics? Yes, I think so. I mean, in the case of Mr. Nixon, there was an animus against him by the the uh, diehard Democrats who never forgave him for catching Alger Hiss in an act of perjury. Uh, and, and, and in fairness, some of the reflections that Mr. Nixon made when he was a congressman and a senator about senior figures of the Truman administration implying that they were soft on communism were provocative, but they did. But with that said, he served two terms as vice president, and he ran a, a, a total of three times as president. And when he was elected president, there was a general recognition that he was a highly qualified, highly competent man, and he should be given a chance. And of course, he was reelected by an immense majority. In the case of Mr. Trump, he is a total outsider, didn't come up within the system. The only person in the history of the country 
elected president who never sought uh, a public office, elected or unelected, and, and or held a high military command. And and there was a body of opinion, a very powerful body of opinion, a consensus amongst uh, a large part of the traditional political establishment of both parties to sandbag him from before he was even elected, and certainly uh, with redoubled energy after he was elected. And and uh, they had thought they'd seen him off in the questionable uh, 19, uh, sorry, 2020 election. And now that they see they have not seen him off, it's all starting all over again. There's just a great body of opinion who cannot abide the thought of Trump as president, no matter what the public think. The public be damned. And, uh, and you, this, this is going to go on until it's resolved, either by his defeating them or, or, or them defeating him. Do you think that the January 6th committee, as it has currently been constituted, and the raid on Mar-a-Lago will actually redound to President Trump's benefit? I think, I think yes, uh, because he has played it, I think, very well. He's, he's called for the maximum possible transparency, wanted the affidavit made public. Uh, I, you know, with Mr. Nixon, there was always a reluctance to release things for various reasons. Uh, uh, but in this case, uh, the Trump posture is let's let's put it all out there. I have nothing to hide. It's it's very hard to represent a person doing that as as being a uh, a, a guilty man uh, hiding from the authorities. He's doing nothing of the kind, and uh, and he's calling for de-escalation. It is his opponents who are escalating it. The Democrats and their parrots in the media um, recognized quite quickly that, that there was nothing there. They started out in the first day or two with dark suggestions of treason and the Espionage Act and rubbish like that. Uh, but after three or four days, they were they were attacking the Republicans for raising the ante and, and uh, promoting discord in the country. Uh, they're just scrambling around like asphyxiated cockroaches trying to find something to blame on Trump. <laughs> and I don't think it's working. I think the this time, because Trump isn't the president, he he isn't in the face of the country every day. He isn't sending tweets all night. Um, and, and, and you've got the time to breathe and look at it and see that it's very bizarre and questionable behavior by the Justice Department and the FBI from people who behaved badly all the way through the Trump political yeah. time. Uh, that I, I think you've got opinion moving rather more towards the president, ex-president than away from him. I'm going to have to remember that phrase, asphyxiated cockroaches. I always <laughs> learn something from you every time we talk, Conrad. The book is Donald J. Trump, a president like no other, co-host of the podcast Scholars in Sense with the Superb. Likewise, VDH, Victor Davis Hanson and Bill Bennett. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Do they want a civil war? Is that the threat to America? I dearly hope not. Let's talk to a former Green Beret who's written a book on exactly that topic. Stay with us here with me, Sebastian Gorka, on Greg Kelly Reports. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them.
What on earth has that got to do with a raid on the president's private residence? That's what that press conference was meant to be for, Attorney General Garland. Are you wrapping yourself in the cloak of honor of the FBI? Ooh, don't criticize me because uh, FBI. How pathetic. You still don't have the answer for why we did it. And now we're being told, oh, no, the FBI is being threatened. Really? Who wants a civil war the most, BLM or Antifa? Let's ask a man who knows a little thing or two about irregular warfare because he's a former Green Beret. He's now the executive director of American Matters, sometimes a uh, guest host on my radio show. Jim Hansen, welcome to Newsmax. Good to be with you, Seb. So you wrote a book with a rather provocative title called Winning the Second Civil War Without Firing a Shot. Um, it seems to me that there's one side that is constantly normalizing violence against us. Uh, we don't want a civil war, but, but your reaction to this idea that, oh, no, you can't question the actions of the state, Jim Hansen. How dare you? I can't believe that the organs of state power now not only want the right to go ahead and abuse that power against citizens by doing things like declaring parents going to school board meetings, domestic terrorists, you know, conspiring with the tech tyrants to censor things they don't want to hear. And now they're going to complain when we get mad about all of that egregious use of their security apparatus against their political opponents. I'm sorry, that's not what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And then you have this, you have the lapdogs in the lamestream lying legacy media say things like this. This is Caitlin Collins on CNN. Worried for the FBI. One concern would be that it would potentially put these FBI agents at risk because it would show and reveal the identities of the agents who were there. That was one concern that we saw officials had after you saw um, the search warrant that was put out that was released. It had the names of FBI agents on there. So that's been a, a concern as well. So I, I know there's a kind of police force. I think you've probably seen it in your travels around the world as a Green Beret where you, the identity of the officer is secret, and when they go on raids, they wear balaclavas. That usually happens in what kind of country, Jim? Third world crap holes where they have state control of the people. And that's not what yeah. we have. We designed this republic so that the government is accountable to we, the people. They work for us. So the idea they're now scared that their identities might be revealed for kicking in the doors of a former president's private residence over a document dispute. I'm sorry. That's not what it's about. That's not why those people should have signed up to work for the FBI. And we, the people now need to fix that. The deep state is out of control and it's time to take them down a few notches. Are you satisfied, Jim, with the response of the GOP establishment to the raid on Mar-a-Lago? What response? I didn't hear much other than, you know, a few of the of the good people in the GOP uh, did stand up. But the leadership, especially Mitch McConnell, where is Yertle the turtle in all of this? He decided he didn't want to put his neck out because he wants to retain his power. Everybody who believes in individual liberty should be appalled by the total lack of at least decent, decent treatment 
of the people by those state security organs. So uh, right now, I think the only thing we can do is make sure let's not do anything stupid and provoke them and give them a reason to crack down on us. Let's take them down legally, constitutionally, and at the the election uh, voter box and and go ahead and shut down their spigots of money they're using to, to take us all on. I, I hesitated for a long time to do this as the child of somebody who was a political prisoner in a communist prison. But would you concur with me, Jim, that the hundred people still incarcerated not far from where I'm sitting today after January the 6th, that those are political prisoners in America? We have a gulag. And right now, that gulag is for one group of people and one group of people only, the enemies of the state. And I'm sorry, the enemies of the state is the deep state. And it's time for us to flip that over and make them accountable for what they've done to us. Uh, dissent is patriotic, I was reliably informed, until it became <laughs> dangerous to the control the left has and their ability to fundamentally transform this country into a socialist crap hole. We're not going to put up with that. And it's time for us to take them on and stop this abuse. Yeah, the, 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 the deep irony of the people using the state organs as political weapons are the same people who 40 years ago said, stick it to the man, you know, the, the, the revolutionaries, the, the people of Berkeley campus, they're the ones sticking the FBI on politicians in their private residences. Thank you, Jim, for your service to the nation in uniform and now as a civilian executive director of America Matters. Follow him on Twitter. And check out the book, of course, Winning the Second Civil War Without Firing a Shot. Next, final thoughts here on Greg Kelly Reports with me, your guest host, Sebastian Gorka. No crooked establishment. None of that talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. 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 They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Newsmax. Real news. For real people. Everything we have witnessed in the last 12 days, in the last six years in America, it's troubling for me at a personal level. Before I joined the White House... My wife and I had a company providing the only ISIS and Al-Qaeda training to the counterterrorism division of the FBI. As a result, I, tra I traveled the nation 20,000 miles a month, lecturing to law enforcement officers across the country, FBI field offices, hither in Yon, local police, NYPD, you name it. So for me, when I see what's happening today, the FBI, federal law enforcement being abused, it just means one thing. We have bullies in our midst. We have political bullies who are using the police to bully innocent people. Not just President Trump, not just Mike Flynn, but the 800 people arrested after January the 6th. Why, why do we think in the Inflation Reduction Act they smuggled in 87,000 new IRS agents? More agents that already exist at the IRS. Are they going to be auditing Democrats? You know, it's going to be Lois Lerner on steroids. So here's the answer. What do you do with a bully, whether it's in the playground 
or whether it's at the Hoover Building in downtown D.C., you stand up to them. Find out how. Read my book, The War for America's Soul, with an exclusive interview with President Trump in the Oval Office on what it's going to take to defeat them a second time. You need to know what the left is planning and what it's going to take to defeat them. And every single one of you has to get engaged politically. Run for a local office and let's take back America, one school district, one library board at a time, because that's how they did it. Now it is our turn. It's been a delight to be with you tonight. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your sex. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty.